What's the what's the going on? It's Shade Palace. I'm Sid. And I'm Anthony. And we are talking about Jersey Shore, season one, episode seven, what happens in the AC. And they are not talking about air conditioning. They are talking about Atlantic City. Atlantic City is one of the trashiest places I've ever been in my entire life. Oh, you've been? I went one time. And it is have you've driven from uh, California to Vegas before, right? From like LA to Vegas. Uh, no, I've only driven from Arizona to Vegas. Okay, as soon as you cross into the Nevada territory, like there's one road that just goes kind of LA to Vegas. As soon as you cross into Nevada, there's the world's trashiest casino for addicts that can't wait the extra 45 minutes until oh, you get to Vegas. That's the worst. And it's, it's like, like a wild West themed. That's, that's most of the casinos in Atlantic city. Is wild West themed. No, just like that trashy. Oh, that level of trash. Like that level of, of garbage. Yeah. Um, so what was I going to say? So probably similar to, I only know the Vegas level of trash, but I've heard like Myrtle Beach, Dirty Myrtle is the same. So Atlantic my, City is probably like <laughs> along my, that same vein. My Italian side, I guess, goes down to it, like Myrtle Beach a lot. And I didn't know this until my mom went to Myrtle Beach and was like, that, that place is pretty all right. It's, it's like, okay. All right. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because like I, I, I'd never been to Myrtle Beach either, but I heard it was garbage. I heard it's just a, a long boardwalk and just a lot of fatties. Yeah, my friend who lives in South Carolina, um, she was telling me about it because we were we were watching the um, Tiger King spinoff documentary about Doc Antle, which I think is arguably better than Tiger King, and just unfortunately it came out after like all of that shit so like no one watched it as much but i think it's way more interesting anyways he lives in myrtle beach and um my friend was like dude he's like the definition of dirty myrtle his like compound with like mullets and naked chicks and just like trash and um she's like yeah it's just there's people who their whole identity is like going there to party kind of like how people in la or Phoenix there like there's people who they just go to Vegas like that's what they do and mm-hmm. you're just like that is the worst identity you could have is you just go to Vegas because you like to gamble and um I don't know so I've never stayed so. anywhere nice in Vegas at all um because like whenever I'm there I'm on a massive budget and I'm not even like a like a casino gambling type like I'll do it a little but like I'm not I'm not sitting there for hours and I'm definitely not expecting to win and like just walking through uh like oh where's where have I stayed um there was an Irish themed one I forget what it's called there's an Irish themed casino there's an Irish themed casino it's like bucket of gold or like (laughs) patio Riley's or it's something like that and uh you just walk by penny slots of just like old people like that are just tapping that button over and over and over again and it's it's one of the most depressing feelings is just watching people like 
their their net worth <laughs> like deplete that insanely is it called irish luck i don't remember i'll just pull it up i just typed in irish casino oh wait is it called o'shea's yep that's what it is it's o'shea's found it um yeah i like wish i like vegas more because i love themed entertainment design i like bright colors i love mid-century like design like there's a lot of elements in vegas that i would like um like and i love just walking around and looking at things so like walking around and looking at casinos it's like really cool to be like oh this carpet these wall details like everything I should like, but the thing is, it's filled with like a weird dark energy, right? Like just those people at those penny slot machines and they're just riding that slot machine to get free cocktails or whatever. And you're like, so this is like the best thing you had to do today was like, you were going to come and sit and stare at this screen and feed quarters into it. And like every hour, someone's going to bring you like a vodka soda for free. Like that was... That was the best thing you could think of to do with your time today. <laughs> it's And then after you hear like the way that they're all constructed too of like none of them have clocks and you can't mm-hmm. get any natural sunlight from the casino floor and yep. like it, all these things, they pump like a whole bunch of like air, like, like scents and stuff like that into the casino to continue for you to continue to keep gambling. And it's like, they're just built oh. for you to like be sucked into this money prison. Yeah, it's really gross and manipulative. Um, And it's so funny because, like, I'm really into theme parks, which a lot of people are like, I just don't get it. It's a lot of money or whatever. So, like, I love theme parks. But, like, the casino thing, I think I am a little judgy on. Unless you're going to shows. Like, if you are into live entertainment and dining, then... Maybe I could understand the, like, Vegas casino thing because, like, that stuff is cool. Um, but if you're just going to gamble and drink, that's, like, gross. Well, it's one of my best friends is getting married in the summer and his bachelor party is actually in a couple of weeks. And the original plan they had was Vegas. But, like, mm-hmm. some of them are really balling on a budget and it's, like – that's probably not a good idea because the flight yeah. out itself was going to be $500. Like you may as oh, well just Jesus. do something better. Yeah. So like they're, uh, instead way more convenient for me, of course, uh, they switch it to Montreal, Canada, which is Eastern Canada, which means that I what? have to fly. I connect through Detroit and I have to leave super early in the morning to even get there by like five o'clock in the afternoon. I have to leave at like 5 a.m. Weird. Uh-huh. I mean, Montreal is really nice. Oh, yeah. Uh, it makes sense. They're all in Boston. So it's like yeah. they're just going from – or I think a couple are in Chicago. So it's like a couple of guys in Chicago and then a bunch of dudes in Boston and then me in L.A. like planning it and then also being like, all right, cool. I just – I got to do a, <laughs> it's a $500, $600 flight and uh, like lose and an entire day. Yeah. For what is it? Probably a weekend. Yeah, it's like like Thursday night to. All right, for me, it's like Thursday at five a.m. until Sunday at like five p.m. is probably when I get home. So yeah, it's gonna cost me like a billion dollars too. It's it's I just know how that's gonna work. I'm gonna have to go to strip clubs even though I'm. Ugh. 
like in a relationship now, which I honestly, it sounds like hell or it sounds maybe more comforting, like a more like normal environment. If I'm in a relationship, what to be at a strip club, to be at a strip club. I've never been in a strip club in a relationship before. I don't oh, know what really? that's even like. No, I think I don't, I don't know. She would probably go. Like, I think she's actually talked about it. Like she would go with me. She's not going to the bachelor party, obviously, but yeah, I just sucks to spend that much time traveling for a short trip because I'm like really like like traveling sucks like air travel and like layovers and stuff. So it's like you want to make the time and money it took to get there last. So you're like, oh, OK. But then also if it's like a guy's party weekend, you don't want to be there that long because you're going to be like worn out. And like I just can't I can't party anymore. I have to go Eight, home. It's it's 18 dudes. Oh my god, that's a lot of dudes. Yeah, it's an entire hockey team. He was not he was not selective with who he invited. He's like everyone on the hockey team gets to go, and then a whole bunch of other people get to go too. So yeah, I think it's like or it's, I think it was eighteen. I think it's seventeen. Oh my it's god, insane! That is insane. so many dudes. Oh, and you were talking about waste like wasting time traveling just to do like a short trip. I'm going to Europe uh-huh. at the end of April for six days, and then turning around and coming home. Oh, for real? Uh huh. That's a lot. It's not that many get, days. It's it's yeah, a lot of get, travel for six days. It's a lot of travel. Where are you going? Uh, flying to uh, London, but connecting through Copenhagen for a few hours, and then going from London, like with this kind of like those travel group things, like those uh-huh. like whatever programs they put together. So it's from London to Amsterdam, but it's like a train through like from like France to Belgium to to the Netherlands, but it's like, there's just two full days of travel in there. Yeah. To go from LA over there. And then just to be like destroyed for a couple days on the uneach end. Really? That's an example. I have a friend who always says, you know, cause we're servers. So like no paid time off, like balling on a budget. And he's like, when you're on a trip, you just go, 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 and then you relax and enjoy your vacation when you get home, and you look at all the pictures of all the stuff you did. So, like, when I travel with him, it is, like, sun up to sun down. Like, everything is booked. It is go, 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 go. He's like, we have three days to make memories. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> and, like, you do. You just get home. Like, you feel like you've been to war. And, like, our last trip together was nine days, and, like, we did, like, three weeks worth of stuff. Like... When he was done with his scrapbooks, I think he had, like, he had a scrapbook for every day of the trip, almost. There might have been eight scrapbooks. And, like, I was going through it, and I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot we did that. I forgot we did that. Because it's like, yeah, if you're flying to Europe, you only have six days. You just got to do as much as you can in those six days because, you know, you can relax when you get home and look back at the pictures. Yeah. I mean, honestly, and we're both unemployed right now, too. So there's a lot of downtime on either yeah. side to relax, which will be nice. It's not like coming back and thrown into a job or anything as of now. We'll oh, see. yeah. Well, fingers crossed. But yeah, it's not like you have to go to work the next day. Mm-hmm. Um, so on this episode, this is the first time we meet Paula, who is like one of situations girls. And he met her at Karma. She also works at the tanning salon. And so he brings her back to the house and they're fooling around in the hot tub. Um, 
I love Paula. She's like such a free spirited fun chick. She's super cute. Um, and she shows up throughout the um, first couple seasons, I think. I follow her on Instagram. She's still super cute. And she's like married and has kids, but she's really cute. And like she still bartends at one of the bars down in Seaside Heights during the summer season, which is so funny. Um, and then Snooki brings back this farmer guy and he is like huge or at least compared he's, to Snooki. Compared to Snooki. I think he's about five eleven. but staying no, next yeah, to Snooki. Yeah. Uh, Paula just ate shit going down the stairs. Um, yeah, this guy is, Oh, talk about people have short legs in proportion to their torso. This farmer guy. Oh yeah. His torso is, like, really long. He has a torso of a seven-foot-tall person, but he's only six foot. <laughs> and Snooki's <laughs> disappointed because they made out, but they didn't have sex. <laughs> I, I, it... I hope this guy doesn't stick around very much. Uh, they give him time to talk, and he is white bread. He's dumb. He's a mayo oh, really? sandwich. Yeah. Yeah, he seems kind of, just kind of like simple country folk. I feel like guys this season, they kind of treat Snooki almost like a little kid. Like, almost like they don't want to sleep with her. Like, they, like, kiss her a little bit, but they're like, I just don't want to pile drive this <laughs> tiny little woman, this, like, child woman. I have that same thought, and it's not fair because they're adults and yeah, real people with little people. If I see mm -hmm. a big person with a little person, mm -hmm. I just instantly have a... I guess a weird prejudice, not prejudice, but just like a, it makes me uncomfortable. I well, remember when Hayden Panettiere was married to that Russian soccer player and she is like a tiny little person and he was like a giant. He's like six, like, eight. Yeah. And you're like, just, you immediately picture them fucking. Cause you're like, Whoa, yeah, my mind goes um, right there. Also, I feel like, by the way, update, someone's banging on the door of the house looking for Paula because she missed work. Um, I I feel bad for saying this, but, like, every time I see, like, a normal person with a little person in a relationship, like a clinical, like, dwarf, I assume there's a fetish involved. And and that, sh that shouldn't be, like, right, you know what I mean? Like it could be they just are like her for who she like I have a couple who they came into my bar on their first date and she's a little person and he is like a normal person actually on the taller side um and my automatic assumption was that like he has like a little person fetish they met on a little person dating site which is a thing like, I just kind of assumed, but, like, who knows? Like, maybe they work together and they got to know each other and he really likes her. And, like, the fact that she's four feet tall is, like, inconsequential. Um, but I don't know. Yeah, I mean, if they're happy, if they're happy, it's fine. I don't care. If it's consensual, again, I don't really care. But Yeah, like... I just sometimes I wonder if it's, if it's, 
if it's a fetish. Exactly. Like, if you see, like, a white guy dating an Asian chick, no big. But if his next girlfriend is also an Asian chick, you kind of start to go, does he have, you have a, a type. fetish? Yeah, like, because my ex has a friend who literally is so into Asian chicks, he moved to Korea. Like... And it's just kind of like, and it's like a little weird because like my ex went to visit him and he said the whole trip, he just kept being like, yeah, check out this chick, check it. And he was like, and they're just like women that look really, really young. And so it's not even that it's like an Asian fetish. I think he like likes how young they look. He, it was just like, it was very weird to have him just everywhere. Just like, like almost like too horny. You know what I mean? Cause he's just walking around. Look at this chick. Look at that chick. You're yeah, like, you're I, not at a strip club. You're at a food court. <laughs> Calm I down. had a I had a professor who did that exact same thing. Like really? got divorced when I was in college. I think I was a freshman in college, and I kind of had like I had known about him. He was in like the the business school or whatever. But um, I had, like known who he was and stuff like that. He was married to an Asian woman. Got divorced. I'm sure it was traumatic. All in all, he just decided to like up and move to Hong Kong. And it's like, okay, cool, move to Hong Kong. And now it's just like like hanging out with Asian girls all the time. It's like, okay, yeah. cool. You're just you just moved to the one area where you could I mean, I don't it's just sort of like supply and demand. Like you yeah. just you just migrated to where the supply was a lot higher. And the demand, yeah. I guess, is <laughs> I don't know, lower. Yeah, or he and like, you know, a guy who might be average here would be kind of a rock star over there just because he's exotic. So it's like then you end up doing well in the romance department. Be it's it's the same thing we talked on a recent episode about being a straight guy at a gay bar. And mm. so if a chick is like if a straight chick is horny and she's looking for a dude to hook up with, well, by default, like you stand out because you are like the only straight dude. And so it's like, yeah, if someone wants to hook up with a white dude and you're the only white dude around, well, congratulations. You just won because you have zero competition. So I don't know. I think it's weird. But yeah, so that's kind of my thought is that I understand that Snooki is an adult woman, but like she definitely doesn't look like one. So if you're like, I don't know. If you're like a big yeah. old dude, you might be like, I don't know that I want to like split this tiny person <laughs> open like a wishbone, you know? And so she has her husband Gianni now, who is also like a mini Guido. So mm -hmm. they kind of work together because they're both like just, you know, similarly diminutive. Mm -hmm. I mean, in all fairness, I feel the same way when it's a, it's a little dude and a massive woman. Yeah. When you go okay, to when so you go to uh, when you yeah. go to Disneyland and it's the skinniest white dude yep. you've ever seen in a wife beater and uh, just mm -hmm. a planet of a woman. A yep, and I always think so as a server when I wait on a couple who and there's sometimes where it's like a scrawny dude or sometimes it's like a buff dude like clearly he eats healthy he works out like like a actually like ripped looking dude and then a planet of a woman like over 300 pounds and I kind of think he has a fetish right because it's weird and I've seen it happen again and again where it's like same skinny dude different giant woman 
And, like, you know, he's picking up the tab and, like, they order, like, he's like, well, what do you want, babe? And she, like, orders food and then he's like, anything else? And, like, they'll just, like, order, like, a big old mukbang worth of food. And I was like, yeah, I think he has a fetish. Like, he brought her here. He's going to load her up with cheese curds and fried pickles and hot wings. And then he's going to go home and fuck her and it's going to sound like a whoopee cushion because she's going to be tooting up a storm. Like, I just kind of assume not. It couldn't possibly be because, like, they like each other's personalities. When there's, like, a huge physical discrepancy, you kind of do assume that it's a fetish. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, you don't have the same lifestyle. Clearly, this guy's taking pre-workout and creatine and pumping iron. And this lady is, you know... A human whoopee cushion. Yeah, it's like you guys didn't meet at the gym. Like you guys didn't yeah. meet in uh, in GNC in the in the mm-hmm. per, in the creatine aisle. That was yeah. You sought her out. Mm-hmm. The uh, have you seen Netflix just put out a new um, Pornhub documentary? I have not seen it yet. Is it good? No, it's terribly boring. It's oh. all about the lawsuit. Like. Mm. So, I mean, if you're, it, I was looking for more of like a, if they just happened to stroll through Pornhub and just like mm-hmm. walk, talk about the inner workings of it or whatever, like that would be kind of cool. But I was watching it with my girlfriend, her idea. Um, and we, <laughs> we had it on and they were just like showing like the, whatever, the little like testimonials from like the girls that they were interviewing and everything like that for it. And I knew like, all of them <laughs> and she didn't know any and i was like oh shit that's asa akira and she was like you know like their names i was like yeah i know i've been following for years i've like, followed her whole career yeah i really have <laughs> i've been a fan since uh, since day one but um she's the I realized, like, of anal come on basically um but it's like how did uh, i am realizing like i don't know anyone in like the the um, BBW sphere, like they interview mm. like this girl on it who's apparently super famous. I was gonna say super big, but yeah, super super <laughs> famous and super big in the space. But it's like I have no idea. Like I I don't I would never she would never show up in my results. Where yeah. it's very interesting. I think same thing about like a gay porn. I couldn't name a single gay male porn star, not one. I would. I mean, I could probably guess one and be like like Johnny rock hard or something but like yeah I, 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 that's just me putting two names together where it's like i don't have yeah. like the exposure into the whole the whole globe on that yeah i don't think i do either i well and honestly just because i don't watch porn like the only ones i know are kind of the heavy hitters like i know asa akira um through her relationship to the artist david Cho, and he Feet. I, I can't remember if they dated or not, but they're friends and they've done art stuff together. And she was on his show, The Cho Show, which was really good. Um, but like, and obviously I know like Jana Jameson and like I worked at Hustler in like 2007. So like I know some of the box cover broads, but yeah, I don't, I wouldn't really know. And like the only male porn star I know is James Dean. Like the like, I only know the ones that have crossed over into mainstream. So none of the real like the fetishy ones, I wouldn't know. Like I wouldn't know a BBW or like anything like that because they're outside of the scope of like kind of crossover mainstream. Like I know who Nina Hartley is. Ah, <laughs> uh, don't well, be like, all. Yeah. <laughs> um. 
So this is interesting. Like Vinny at the club was there with Mike's sister, but then the boss's girl, Danny's girl showed up and he kind of ditched Mike's sister for the other girl. And I think it's because he's like, I don't want to fuck Mike's sister. Like, I don't, I'm not trying to like make Mike's sister a hookup. And like, if I'm going to seal the deal, I'm going to do it with this broad. Yeah. And then also, um, Polly has the Jewish girl with him. Um, the, or the Israeli girl. And yeah. they had like a thing. Did we already have the episode where she's like stalking his whole life? No, no, no. This is the first oh, time okay. we meet her. She, oh. yeah, yeah. She, she comes back home and this is the first time where he's like, she's not going to hook up with me or whatever. Like she's being kind of lame. Um, but yeah. Yeah. He, he ends up liking her. It's a very interesting dynamic. It shows that I don't think Polly's like the hookup king that he would purport to be because like he'll like hang out with chicks and talk to chicks, but like the type of chicks that he like tries to spend one-on-one time with aren't like whores. If that makes sense. Like this. Yeah. He has, he has too many feelings. Like he has too much yeah. guilt about it. Yeah. And like this chick is like, she's very religious. Like it's, they just met. She's like, you need to go to the Holy land. <laughs> like, <laughs> like she's not a one night stand type of chick. And like that, but that's what interests him. Right. Wait, is that Mike's sister crawling into his bed? Yeah. That was weird. Mike's like, I'm going to go downstairs. Yeah. she He doesn't want her sleeping downstairs because that's where Vinny's room, I guess, is. But oh. Vinny doesn't have anyone over right now. It's just weird. Oh, I don't shit. I don't know what happened to the so, girl he was hanging with. I don't know, but now Mike's sister crawled into his bed and they're kissing. It's weird to think, like, these houses are wired with... um. Like, what do they call it? Sorry, guys. Uh, I'm just not a smart person. Night vision cameras. So, like, on a nightly basis, when you go to bed, you are being filmed. Mm-hmm. Like, that's so weird that there's, like, mic... Because they're not wearing their, like, mic packs when they go to bed, but there's, like, ambient mics in the room and night vision camera in the ceiling. So, like, if you, like, roll over bed in bed and, like, rip ass, which, I mean, I don't know anyone who does that. I certainly would never fart in bed. Um, <laughs> but, like, if you do that, it's being filmed. Like, it's so weird. I'd have trouble falling asleep. Like, I, just I would have trouble doing me. literally anything at all times of day. Like, I, I would almost be curious if, if we ever had the privilege of interviewing someone like mm. this who was on a show like this. Like, what is it? Wh- are you cognizant of every single thing you do? Like, are you aware that there's a camera on you so you don't like yeah. pick your nose or like, so you don't like make a mess or like is every single thing that you do, like, are you permanently on or does it get yeah. to a point where you just like forget and hope you're acting normal or hope that you're, if anything, you're not acting normal, they like cut it out. Yeah, because I feel like I would be more comfortable with the um, the camera crew there because it's like, you know, they're there, you know, you can see what the camera's pointed at, you know, to be turned on the mounted cameras, you don't know whether you're being watched or not. And that actually makes me more uneasy. Um, I had these friends I moved in with like, God, like seven years ago, eight years ago. 
And I didn't know until after I moved in with them that they had interior security cameras in their house, which to be honest, if I had known that I probably wouldn't have moved in with them just because it makes me uneasy. Like they, you know, they have a lot of art and technology in their house. Like, so for them, they wanted these cameras, but it was after I moved in, I found out about them. And so that already was weird enough, but they ended up, they would like watch me on it. So like if they heard me in the living room talking to a friend rather than just come out to be like, who does Sydney have over? They would like watch on the cameras or they would like watch me like feed my dog breakfast. Like, and they would like comment to me about it. It was very weird. It'd be like, you know, uh, I saw you like take this out and then put this back or whatever. Or I saw you didn't push your chair in this morning. Like they were watching me on the cameras and it was so unnerving. Like they weren't in my bathroom or my bedroom, but every common area of the house. And so while I lived there, I um, house sat for a friend and I was at his apartment like making food and I all I go, no one can see me right now. And it almost felt weird because I'd been so I'd been living there for like several months. Like and I was just used to like like this weird unnerving feeling that someone's watching me or could be that when I was somewhere else, I'm just like cooking food. And I was like, no one can see me right now. And I was like, oh, my God, I have to move out of these people's house. Like, this is crazy that like. I feel weird now knowing that no one could watch me, that I'm just living my life. Um, it was, yeah, it was very weird. So well, uh, I think like, I think I just actually answered my own question because I realized at my girlfriend's place, like she has a kid and two dogs and it's like, she has cameras set up, interior mm-hmm. cameras in every space except for the bedroom and the bathroom. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I don't know. I completely forget that they're there. Like I just did. You so do? like, yeah. Yo, yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent. Well, I guess I, your I mean, girlfriend's like not a crazy person. My roommates were crazy, so it, yeah, that's <laughs> they fair. were watching on the cameras. Well, the, the uh, that same thing, like my um, my friends and his roommates, like their landlord put like cameras outside and stuff like that, like out like facing mm-hmm. into their like back patio. And uh, they have microphones on them. They were night cameras and they had microphones oh. on them. And like he he got a letter from his landlord about him throwing a party because they, they could hear the noise on the camera. No. Yeah. yeah I don't know if they're still so, there. Really I, would, I wouldn't be. Yeah, that's really unnerving. We found out. I knew my bar had security cameras inside. I didn't know till I'd been there for three years that our interior cameras have sound on them. So, like, you can hear, like, my boss can listen to what we're saying. Not that he does it. He's not sitting at home all day um, watching cameras. But when he has needed to pull things up to check things, he can hear it. And I'm like, well, should have talked a little less shit. Um, but... Uh, so yeah, I, it's very, it's the whole thing is weird. I have a friend who I, um, trained today and she like has interior cameras at her house and she like checks them like every 10 or 15 minutes. Like, what is the dog up to? Um, or like my coworker, like his cameras send, um, uh, like a notification if there's a motion sensor outside. So like while he's at work, he'll be like, who's at my house? And I'm just like, I don't know. It seems unhealthy. 
the relationship people have to their security cameras. Because it's not like, oh, something happened. Now I can look back and see who broke into my house. They end up just watching them all day, every day. They become like a voyeur of their own home. Of their own empty home. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because people have always said like, oh, you should get a camera so you can like, you know, keep an eye on your dog while you're gone. And like, dude, my last fucking dog, there was no need because he was like a stoner personality. Like, I knew what he was doing. He was sleeping and he probably he'd get he would get up and then he'd go sleep somewhere else. Like he just slept in different spots all day. <laughs> my new dog, he has separation anxiety, but like. What's he doing while I'm gone? He's either sleeping or he might be pacing around wondering where I am. There's not a lot to see there. So, like, there's no need to wire my house up with cameras to keep right. an eye on my dog. So I can, like, check and go, oh, yep, yeah, well, he's still there. Yeah, still breathing. Being a dog. Yeah, yeah. like, there's no point. Oh, uh, we missed, uh, uh, they're all at dinner or lunch uh -huh. or something. And, uh... Snooky says something like, "Like, oh, can I have a roll?" And, and uh, yeah, Mike goes, "You have enough." <laughs> Mike was like, "Yeah, you've already got a few." Yeah, yeah. And then she goes back to the room and she's crying in the bathroom because she had an eating disorder in high school, which makes sense. She was a cheerleader. Like, it's so very like high schooly. Um, like, who doesn't have an eating disorder these days? To be honest with you. Yeah. But um, probably also being as short as she is, it's probably really hard to not look chunky because, like, on her, you gain, like, one pound or two pounds, and, like, it shows. And it's, it's kind of, like, also, like, she's so little, it's, like, you can't feed a chihuahua as much as you can feed a pit bull. So, like, Ev yeah. everyone around her can have like a whole plate of food and then what she's supposed to do eat broccoli because she's so tiny yeah and it's not like well it's also it's like it's not like she requires any less calories to keep going really like she kind of needs the same amount as everybody else so it's well like... it depends so they say with women because you know women need less calories than men and they you know how like People go, oh, like people in relationships, like women get in relationships, they get fat, they let themselves go. Yeah. Um, they've actually done studies. It's just you judge your serving size by how much the person or the people with you are eating. So, for example, if you eat with people who are overweight, you tend to order more food because everyone else is eating more food. Um, and so women often gain weight in relationships because they're eating more meals with a man and men can eat more food than women. <laughs> and so like if like I make food for my boyfriend and I and like I make our plates the same, but he's like a six foot three dude. <laughs> like I don't get I, sh I sh probably shouldn't be eating the same size. So like that's why women get uh, heavy in relationships is because you're judging your serving size based on your dining partner. And if your dining partner is like a big dude. Um, and so probably like Snooky being what, four foot five, um, yeah. you know, and she's eating meals with um, full adult people. Uh, yeah. she's like yeah she's not eating I, off I the also, kids menu out of a, a little yeah. styrofoam tray yeah she's got her little kid cuisine you know like she wants to eat Vinny's mom's chicken cutlets too um so yeah it's probably hard to be like 
wait, I want to eat adult-sized meals, but I have a child-sized body. This club, these girls are definitely better looking than the bitches in um, Seaside Heights. Oh, yeah. But then it's... I'll uh, tell you that much. I think the word got around that whatever Jersey Shore was like a TV show was filming there. Cause they said that the girls are just running up to them, which I remember uh, being more of a thing in the later seasons is that they become like the celebrities in the neighborhood. And it's more than just like them just having MTV cameras around and like some people knowing and some people not like, like a lot of times it looked like people knew that they, there was a really good chance they'd be on TV if they went to karma on a Saturday. Yeah. And then they get all done up. Like, they, yeah, it seems like the people in Seaside Heights, like, kind of resented them and were like, how dare you bring these cameras around, blah, blah, blah. And these Atlantic City people are like, ooh, a camera? Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, these chicks are good looking. Dude, Jenny's just, like, dry humping some dude on the ground. <laughs> oh, yeah, she is. Sam's whole bra is hanging out of her dress. Mike's getting a full-blown lap dance. Yeah, I do not like Jenny's breast implants. They are. I don't. I don't either. They are uh, way too they're... hard. Yeah, they are Tupperware titties, like for sure. Um, maybe they look better now that they've like settled and dropped, and she's like gained a little bit of mom weight, so they look more natural. But like when she does them like that, where she doesn't have a bra on. <clears throat> They're just, like, standing at attention. <coughs> I hope our listeners enjoy, like, hours of me just chewing on cough drops. This is great radio. <laughs> oh, so JOS Jenny's, threatening like... threatening to fight Mike's pizza ass. Yeah, so Jenny wants to go back to the room, but she doesn't want to walk back alone. Like, she's, like, drunk, drunk, like, going to be sick, puke, drunk. And she wants a man to escort her to the room. And Mike's like, no, because I have this lady on my lap. Um, And I get it. I think what Mike maybe should have done is, like, said to the girl, like, hey, let's take my roommate back to the room. And then we can come back. Or we can just stay in the room. That almost feels like a a good way of just like sealing the deal. Yeah. And so, but instead Jenny like hit, Mike said no. And Jenny hit him. And then Mike had the bouncers escort her out of the club. But like, I think it is smart on Jenny's behalf to be like, I am fucking wasted. I need to have someone take me home. That's like some drunk clarity. Because obviously, like, being a wasted woman, you don't want to just pass out in a hallway. Like, it's super dangerous. Um, and, like, I, you know, I have a lot of friends who've had... Like, my friend... I have a friend who doesn't drink anymore. And, like, her final thing is she was living in Japan. And she, like, was on her way home. And she just passed out drunk in the stairway of her building. Like, she woke up hours later. And she was like, yeah, like... Basically, like, anything could have happened to me. (laughs) Like, and so she was lucky nothing did, but, like, it's just dangerous. So, um, I'm on Team Jenny a little bit that she had the foresight to ask for an escort. She just asked the wrong person and probably shouldn't have hit him. (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh, so that's a storyline that I forgot. Vinny was making out with a chick, mm-hmm. and then Mike took her. Yeah, Mike did the. Mike loves doing the robbery. That mm. is like Mike's favorite thing. Is he loves doing a robbery, and then Vinny's like, "Whatever, enjoy my sloppy seconds." <laughs> Mike's almost like a girl. He wouldn't be attracted to a girl, but if she's with one of his friends, then all of a sudden he's hot for her. Mm-hmm. Mike's like that type of douchebag. Mm-hmm. Um, and now he came back to the room, and Jenny's still mad, and she just charged him and hit him. She clocks him. Yeah. I kind of like, this is like fucked up. This is why it's good. I'm not a straight dude. I kind of love when Jenny gets like drunk and mean. Like her face does something. She gets, she turns into a fucking pit bull. Mm -hmm. And when she is like irrationally angry, like if I were a straight dude, I probably would end up dating some chicks that are trouble. Uh, Yeah. I love me some irrational anger. <laughs> I'm like, this chick's gonna get me arrested. She's gonna give me a black eye. She's gonna slash my tires. She's gonna ruin my credit score. And I've never been more sexually harassed. Honestly. Oh, so yeah, this is there. She's a stage five clinger. The uh, the Jewish oh, the, girl. Oh uh, yeah. Polly's talking to. Yeah, because she gets in that shirt that's like I, and then it's a Star of David with the Italian flag in the center. It's like, so it's like I, it's supposed to say love, Jewish girls, but I don't think it's a heart. I think it's a Star of David. It's very interesting. <laughs> um, well, you want to do this again sometime? <laughs> yeah, buddy. Oh, 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 o